Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. This is Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO. If you're listening to this, you are probably listening either live at one of our downloads or you're listening through the Home Business Radio Network. And uh, I am so excited at being on the air over there, being a, a part of that, do the news and and we are, I mean, we are hitting 100,000 plus downloads, uh, or not downloads, but but unique visitors, listeners, I guess, is on radio. And uh, the new app, which is on Android and iPhones, uh, man, you can just listen whether you're jogging, walking. I listen to it daily. Now, obviously, I don't listen to my own show as much, but I listen to the other hosts over there. And I'm excited because we've got the Economic Freedom Contest rolling. If you go to H hbrncontest.com hbrncontest.com you can get in $25,000 worth of prizes that include training and t-shirts I think an iPad was given away I mean daily they're giving away awards it's a phenomenal deal but now there's something else we were just looking at the stats here at the Beachside CEO to see hey how how are we how are we penetrating and helping people and I was blown away I've been on the road for two weeks and got in here, we're, we're checking this out, and literally, folks, uh, at least with this law of happiness, our downloads per day of people listening to this on iTunes or, or streaming live right now, you guys listening, over 6,000 people a day are now listening to the show, and, and I am blown away by that because our goal has always been to, to help people and sometimes we look and we see that we only get a few hundred that will will see a series, and we know that okay, we probably won't do that again. But to see how you guys have totally reacted to to this series, <coughs> excuse me, uh, is is both heartwarming and humbling. And and please keep spreading the word, keep spreading the message. Listen to everybody at the Home Business Radio Network because watching what's happening right now is is fantastic and people need to be happy they need to understand this we're in dr henry cloud's book the law of happiness how spiritual wisdom and modern science can change your life uh, this is part of his series of books the secret things of god this is part uh, this is the second book we'll probably do the first book in a few months uh, it was phenomenal it was really on the secret and and digging deep into some of the stuff that was behind that book and looking at it from a spiritual a biblical connotation, and it's amazing how many times different things connect. Different things are 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 seriously a lot alike, and it's hard to tell what is what is biblically sound, and maybe what isn't biblically sound. How do you how do you connect the two? And some of you that listen, hey, are not into the Bible thing. That's cool, but when you can add science to it, and you realize that the principles and precepts taught actually make common sense, you start to realize there's something there. Today in Chapter 7, it's how people connect. Happy people are connected people. I've had a lot of times in my life where I've been around a lot of different people. A lot of you guys know as a former bounty hunter, as a, as a Marine, you you meet some really interesting people. And one of the first experiences that I had that just ripped my gut out was a 17-year-old prostitute that was picked up that we were bonding out of jail. And as I sat and talked to her and she shared her story, 
I started to realize that there are, are people in life that do different things because there is no connection, or what they thought would be a happy connection turned it out to be an abused relationship. I thought back to to a time in my life, I'll never forget this, I was young, I was still in elementary school, my Uncle David had passed away. I showed up at the funeral, it's kind of weird, you know, being in a funeral home, and you may be saying, okay, dude, this is not happy time. No, it's not. Just listen. I met some of my cousins that were in high school. Beautiful cousins. Now, understand, I'm, my family's from southern Missouri, so the cousin thing, sometimes, you know, you, you get that kissing cousin like Elvis sung about. But in this, I mean, they were beautiful girls. I still remember looking at some of the, the graduation pictures as they graduated from high school. Beautiful smiles, beautiful hair. And within just a few years, because they weren't happy and they weren't connecting with people, they kind of ended up in a similar situation as this young prostitute, except that they were going from man-to-man, relationship-to-relationship, not for money. They were just being used and abused. And it ripped my heart out. And as I read this chapter, I realized all of a sudden some, some interesting facts, and I want you guys to listen Especially to this story, I used to have a good friend of mine, a business partner, that went through something like this. He's not come out of it yet. But Dr. Cloud starts out, he says, Patrick had reached his career goals faster than most, becoming the head of a significant company in his early 30s, exceeded even his own expectations. His his invitation was capturing the attention, or his innovation was capturing the attention of the industry that was in the financial player that included financial players, investors were coming alongside of him and throwing money at almost whatever he wanted to do next. He was riding high, seemingly having the Midas touch. Behind the scenes, however, things were not all they seemed to be. While it was actually true that his performance was what it was and he was genuinely excited about it, that excitement <coughs> excuse me, gave way at times to another life. He had a secret life that no one knew about. Well, other than the numerous women with whom he was carrying on his affairs, he was also engaged in many other risky behaviors that were diametrically opposed to his calculated executive functioning. Matter of fact, when flying across the country at times, he would stop off at Vegas blowing lots of money and partying in ways that were not becoming to a well-known CEO. If his board or the business journals could have seen him, they might not have recognized him at all. Well, that is until they did. They recognized him because the women started to talk. Slowly it came tumbling down as a couple of the women decided they were tired of being in the shadows and came forward with some significant demands. They were not happy with having the convenience to his whims available on his schedule and having to play second fiddle to the rest of his life, including his family. The image that he had built in the prudent corporate stewardship image was blown. Now, think about that. How many times do we have a secret life? Dr. Cloud's got a partner, Steve Arterburn, and he wrote a book called Secrets That Men Keep. And it's amazing to me, men and women, how many secrets we keep because 
deep, deep, deep inside we're not happy. We wonder why our businesses aren't growing, but yet we don't want to connect with people except on a superficial level. And on that superficial level, because of the way we are, people can tell it's kind of a polished image. But inside, inside we're burnt up, we're tore up. We wonder how a, a kid from a university that's got a doctorate you're studying nuclear chemistry or, or, or neurological chemistry or whatever the heck this guy up in, in Colorado was studying. How he can snap, walk into a theater and blow away people with no type of emotion. But yet as we look around, we find out he had no connection really to anybody. People knew him, but nobody was close to him. It's interesting as we study things how much we can learn. It's kind of terrible. See, initially Patrick was devastated. He tried to do damage control and mounted a fence, but with all the information surfacing, it was hopeless. He finally came clean with his board and other significant stakeholders, shared about how his behavior had put everybody in precarious positions. He confessed it all, even facts that they had that had not come out. He apologized and was very remorseful. But besides that, he came clean personally. He told his board and those around him that he truly wanted to change his life and needed help to do it. And that's when his board asked Dr. Cloud to come in and be his coach. And this is where it gets interesting today, and this is where I want you to really take some notes. Dr. Cloud says what surfaced as we began to look at the whole picture was that he had always been the star performer. He had always been the one everybody came to. He was the one with the answers, which put him under pressure constantly. He had to look good, make the grade, carry the baton for whomever he was associated with. It was interesting because basically growing up, he was the hero, the one who never needed anything from anybody, the one that never whined never complained, all of a sudden it was able to zero in. And Dr. Cloud says, what I zeroed in on was the total lack of support in his life and the degree of emotional isolation that he'd lived with. But when I mentioned this to them, he had no idea what I was talking about. How many of us can do that? We, we are the, growing up, we were the one people came to. Now as adults, we're still the ones they come to, and, and, and if we come to them with anything, they freak out. And say, what are you whining about? What, what do you mean you're, you're, you're having these thoughts, these emotional stress points? What the Sam Hill, what? Not you, surely not you. And many times we become introverted and decide it's not worth it. I'll just go through life isolated. And even in the middle of a of a, of a city of seven or eight million like New York or L.A., we become like mountain men and women isolated on a deserted island. See, it's interesting. See, Dr. Cloud realized he had a lot of interconnection, interaction with people, but not from the parts of himself that he needed it the most, the most vulnerable feelings, his fears, his loneliness, and his hurt he kept inside. He never talked about this to other people. See, what he didn't understand was that this, this vacuum in, this heart, in his heart, this hunger for people to know him and his inner struggles was what was fueling the out-of-control, risky 
and addictive behaviors. Man, that's interesting. See, he knew that people would never never think ill of him if he was winning, if he was performing at his best. But inside, subliminally, he was scared to death of what would happen if they really knew what he was struggling with. See, if we can't get a grip on this, if we can't connect at the heart level, at the soul level with people around us, it only has to be a handful. Bob Bodine calls it the who. Who is your inner circle of friends? The question is, who can you call when you're going through an internal, emotional, stressed out situation? Is there anybody? Growing up in the Marines, you learn that there are times when you're in battle when you can get separated. You learn that when you're taken in as a POW, that you've got to do some mind manipulation of your own in order to make it through some of the harsh interrogation that goes on. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I found myself utilizing that to not connect with people at the heart level. It really wasn't until Paige came into my life full-time that she started to break through that mental barrier that I'd put up. And even now sometimes, she'll say, you're, you're, you're backing into your cave and closing the door. And I catch myself. It's like, oh, crap. She's right. See, we all have the mechanisms. What we have to learn, and it's hard to do, especially in network marketing, because we're told this myth of take, take negatives up and positives down and never share the ugly. So when we're having issues, we're thinking, okay, I probably should take them up, but really they told me that you should never take negatives down, which means if I tell my upline I'm, I'm his downline, so I, I, you know, it becomes this oxymoron in our brain. And then when we do decide, okay, I'm going to call my upline, I'm going to tell him, look, here's the frustrations, here's what we hear. Man, don't be a whiner. Don't be complaining. Get off your doggone dead butt. Get out there and make a sale and everything will be better. Go out there and recruit somebody new and everything's going to feel better. And what do we do? We hang up the phone and we sit there and think they didn't get it. See, here's what I believe. I believe if you can get a grip on the internal, emotional limiting beliefs, the, the struggles that we have inside, not only can we change, we can help other people, and we can build organizations in any type of home business that can rival some of the greatest corporations ever. See, that's what it's about right there, but we have to get it. See, when we go talk to people, it's not whining. It's being honest. It's being transparent. It's being authentic. After all, it's a true part of your life, isn't it? Why are you denying it? Because somebody else is more mixed up than you and they don't want you to have any thoughts, any any real emotions, so they say, oh, don't be negative. I have I have some friends of mine. I call them friends. They're associates. They they do not like network marketing. They're critical of it. They, they, they don't like certain companies and they write negative and critical information. There's a difference there. One of them reached out to me last weekend with an issue that he had. I listened to the issue. I shared some things back to him, and, and he said, Troy, I know that we don't agree. 
on every subject. But man, I appreciate the fact that you you hold true to your your principles and you hold true to your values and what you believe in. Now publicly, we've been pretty nasty to each other because we don't see eye to eye. You'd think we were two politicians, but behind the scenes, we'd sit down. If we were somewhere in town together, we'd sit down and drink coffee together and chat. We have a lot of the same focus and principles. We just are advocates from different sides of an opinion. See, this is what you have to be able to do, but you can share openly. I can share openly sometimes with critics that disagree with network marketing than I can with network marketers because they want to pretend everything's peaches and cream. You can't do that. But here's something else that that research has shown, and the Bible talks about this. See, research, research has shown if you want to break through a paradigm, if you want to change the way you are, if you want to make it to the other side, you need a support group of some kind, accountability partners. The Bible's made it very clear that we're two come together, they can help one get up when one falls down. A strand of three is stronger than just a braid of one, or or I should say a string of one. See, when you come together, life changes. See, authenticity with every piece of your body is what helps you become who you're supposed to be. And here's the cool thing. When you're truly transparent and authentic with the ones closest to you, your wife, your kids, your business partners, they will they will look at you and say, you know what, we can hang with you. We can support you because you're being open with us. If you're a leader, your followers, your constituents that are on board with you will let you make mistakes if you're open about those mistakes. But I'm telling you what, if you don't communicate and you cover them up, all hell will break loose. And all of a sudden, you'll find out you are out there walking by yourself. Here's something else I'll tell you. When you start being open and honest and transparent, it'll be like life is growing inside of you. You will be happy. In the New Testament, it says, our hearts are to be knitted together to create a bond of unity. When we find somebody that we can connect with and share everything with, the sky's the limit. There's a reason that organized crime, terrorist groups come together and they do things that you don't see a lot outside of sports in the common world. And it's because they bond together at a common cause. Seth Godin calls it tribes. And I believe when you create a tribe of like-minded people, the sky's the limit on where you can go. But I also believe God has not constructed us to be fueled with accomplishments, to to be fueled with possessions, with trophies, with lifestyle, if you will. I think he constructed us to be fueled with life, with love. And love only comes from those deep connections. Tim Sanders wrote, Love is the Killer App. See, this this is the difference in companies... That, that lead with love. We just, did, we just did a book not too long ago from the CEO of, of uh, Silver Dollar City. He was on Undercover Boss, and they lead with love. They support their people inside and out. This is what it's about. You've got to connect so deep at a heart level. It's not this old school, hey, they're management, and they're the peons, and we don't connect. We're going to terminate. You can't do that. I, I was 
uh, Fred Nino has become a phenomenal friend of mine. Him and his business partners are clients. I'm going to be flying to Salt Lake City next week. But Fred told me a story, and he said, Troy, when I ran my brick-and-mortar businesses, man, I never got close to people because I knew I might have to fire them. He goes, when I launched my first network marketing company, I was blown away at how many people came up and wanted to hug me and say thank you for changing my life. He goes, when I sold my shares in that company and went to Chile to launch a new seafood company, my wife and I, Stacy, felt lost. He goes, when my two-year non-compete was up, she said, honey, can't we just do it again? We teamed up with a good friend of mine, Ken Dunn, and they're launching a brand new company next month called Celavita. And I'm so excited for being able to do the documentary on their company because they're leading with love. Everything that they're doing is about connecting at a heart level with family and with friends. It's totally different than anything I've seen lately. See, that's what you have to do if you want to take this to a next level. See, it's interesting because there's examples and and and, and the, the Lord gives us these examples when we're reading the Bible. And I know, and I, listen, I know some of you don't aren't into the Bible thing, but listen to me from the precepts and the principles for a second. Get get off the religious side. Listen to this. There's an example of of how God's connecting of us has been proven by research. See, we now know through science about the values of connection and the destru- <laughs> excuse me the destructiveness of isolation. See, when people have strong support systems where they're pr- pr- processing their needs, their feelings, their fears, etc., here's what happens. They're physically healthier, stronger. Their immune system has less illness. Medically, they're more likely to be able to deal with their illnesses and treatments better when they're not feeling isolated, when they can talk to somebody who will listen, not bitch and moan back. Sometimes people just need to be listened to. They don't need to be corrected. You don't need to say, oh, no, that's wrong. Let me explain it. None of that. All that has to be done is listening, and when they ask questions, you answer. You don't correct. Men usually don't learn this very fast. See, Paige would come to me, and I'm I'm a fixer-upper. So when she said, such and such happened to me, man, I'm taking care of the, the situation. It's not what she wanted. Just listen. Emotionally, they're healthier with less stress and, and depression and anxiety when they're connecting at a heart level with people. They also are more likely to reach the the goals that they set when they were trying to change their life. It's funny, I think, because I do think that sometimes we go through life and we think we're connected at a heart level until something emotionally disturbing happens in our life. A friend goes to jail. A spouse gets sick. A kid disappoints us. And then we find out that maybe we're not as connected as we thought we were. See, that's the key we've got to look at. Because everything that we do, everything that we care about, it's affected by the quality, the amount and the level of connection that we have in our lives, both positive as well as some negative, some critical stuff. I had a young lady from Kansas City write me a letter today, and she said, Troy, I agree with 98% of what you say, 
I wrote back and said, you are in great company. You sound like my wife and daughters. See, it's fun to have people that don't agree with you 100% of the time. But those are the kind of people that you can create meaningful, deep connections with. My grandpa, Revis, was really Paige's grandpa, but when I was going through a bad, bad time emotionally in my life, he took me into his home, gave me a place to live, and mentored me. He was a staunch, conservative, old-school Republican. His best friend was a staunch, old-school Democrat. And growing up in Kansas City, Jackson County is a Democratic stronghold. It would remind you of Chicago. And they would sit on the back porch listening to the Kansas City Royals, debating each other on political stances and leaving each night as best friends. I always dreamed of having that type of relationship. I have that with a good friend of mine here in town called Paul Sherwood. He's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. We don't agree eye to eye on politics very much, but boy, when it comes time for for two men to have each other's back, we're there for each other. So you've got to have those heartfelt connections. You've got to dig it so deep. And the only way to do that is to remember the formula that we learned a few weeks ago or a few days ago in, in this. It's the happiness formula. See, we looked at the the fact that half of our happiness comes from from matters that we can control. Ten percent is from circumstances. Fifty percent is from just our natural wiring. It's just the way we are. And forty percent are things that we can personally change. So fifty percent of of life is just there. It's the way we're wired. But we can change 40% and 10% circumstances that we can't control, then we can always know that at the deepest level of our life, we have control whether we're going to be happy or not. And one of those ways is to make sure that we're out there connecting with people. See, there's a reason that the most successful change in life comes with support, comes with the help of others. It's why the Bible tells us to weep with those who weep and to encourage one another when needed to strengthen one another when we are weak. It's the reason that the Marine Corps and other military fighters, when we parachute into a hot zone, the first thing we do is ascertain where our buddies are. Who is it? Where's our squad? Is everybody cool? Is everybody here? Because we know at the end of the day they've got to have our back. You've got to have your wingman. The hardest thing for me ever was when my wingman left Destin, Florida. Dalton had been my, he's my youngest adult son. He was the one that's been in business with me the majority of the time. Daily we would connect, daily we would talk, many times starting our day eating breakfast together. But one day even he had to leave. See, sometimes people that you're connected with will come and go. But usually God will bring somebody else in to take that place. If you want to see your business grow, if you want to grow personally, if you want to see your life change, then you need to connect at a gut, heart, soul level with people. Create a tribe of like-minded people and move it forward. It could be a tribe of two or 2,000. It's totally up to you. Folks, you've been listening to the Beachside CEO, Troy Dooley, your host on the Home Business Radio Network. 
Tomorrow we're going to be in Dr. Cloud's book, Chapter 8, Happy People Don't Compare Themselves. This one may just touch your heart, but I may step on your toes at the same time. Hey, folks, live life like it's epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and remember, if you're in network marketing, act like it.